Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge, So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses try firstleaf.com slash roses creams and serums are made of 70 percent water 15 percent preservatives and emulsifiers leaving only around 15 percent for the active ingredients that your skin needs but luckily now there's fiber skincare 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. 
If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. It's Monday. That means we're going to do a digging deeper. Today's digging deeper is the deepest. Got a fun, fun energy. <laughs> we have 19 clips to get through over the past two weeks that have come out that are all crucial to understanding the contemporary state of the game, how all these company podcasts are working in conjunction with the narrative in the show. I just can't wait to get to all of this. But we have multiple clips from Bachelor Happy Hour, from Clickbait, from, of course, the Vial Files. And we even got a clip in the very end of this episode from Almost Famous, in which Deanie Baby's Unglert explains potentially one of the most infamous lines ever uttered in Bachelor history when on the live after the final rose, Rachel Lindsay was brought out as the next Bachelorette and a couple of guys were allowed to meet her, a couple of her players, and Deanie Baby said something to her in that moment that I think we'll never forget. He said that he wanted to go black and never go back. The final clip that we're going to be examining in this Digging Deeper is Deanie Baby's Ungler talking about exactly how that line came to be, how he came to say it. And let me just say, it wasn't his idea. So if you want to stick around to the end of this episode mm. to hear that and our analysis of it, please do so. It's a fascinating clip. But wowie. <laughs> indeed, it is a wowie. I couldn't fucking believe it. And yet I also could. I was like, of course, that makes sense. Anyways, we're going to start out this digging deeper with three clips from Bachelor Happy Hour on February 8th, 2022. The guest of honor was uh, Shanae Ankney. Just kidding, Gabby Windy. They are never going to give they're never going to give Shanae the opportunity to defend herself or speak on any of these podcasts. But this episode was great, and so now we're going to get into this first clip. And if you've listened to Digging Deeper before, you know how this works. We play a clip, then we talk about it. If you haven't listened to Digging Deeper before, that's how it works. So. Are you ready, Pace Case, for this first clip in which Becca Kufrin is going to be issuing her opinions on Clayton's performance as a lead and then leans into an idea of certain players, in quotes, deserving to be in the game? You know, Clues, I think we have to, for the first time, do something here that we haven't done and uh, put a little preface. Bachelor Happy Hour is actually an advertiser on Game of Roses pod. <laughs> Almost. That, I think it'll start happening soon. But I think for legal reasons, we should say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For legal reasons, of course. But uh, for reasons that are not legal, here we go. Let's listen to this first clip. Just like last week, though, one of my issues with Clayton was that he didn't seem to be asking enough questions to gain clarity on any sort of situation involving Shanae. And that carried into this week. And I I think I left even more frustrated because we saw some great women 
who I think I would say deserves to be there, who I think are actually serious and ready to be in a long lasting relationship, go home. And that was very unfortunate. Okay. So let's break this down piece by piece, shall we? Becca Kufrin Mm -hmm. is essentially saying, I was frustrated with Clayton. He wasn't asking enough questions to get the clarity that he needed. Well, he's his own man and he can approach being a lead of this show and going through this experience however he likes, of course. But this idea that certain players, in quotes, deserve to still be there by the at least by the premise of the show. No one deserves to be there unless Clayton wants them there. No one deserves anything. It's Clayton's show. He makes the decisions. So to shit on the decisions he's making and then throw out this idea that there are these players who deserve to be there, which really just means non-villains, I think. She's like, there are players who are playing the game right and they should get to go on the trips to wherever they're going. That's essentially what she's saying here, right? There's an implication behind players that deserve to be there that it's not about Clayton finding his one true love, that it's about people who are for TRR being on the show. And that only people who are for TRR deserve to be there. Obviously, Clayton wasn't going to pick any of the people he sent home at all anyway, but they deserved more screen time because they were more genuine about looking for love. It's so convoluted. (laughs) It's unreal. Once we get to some of these Vial Files clips a little later in the show, I mean, the contradictions abound. Wait, there's Vial Files in this episode? Maybe. That's crazy. There might be. Look, he just gives (laughs) the best shit. He gives the best clips. All right? I can't help that he's really good at that. Look, I I want you to find happiness and joy <laughs> like Clayton. So <laughs> I think his clips deserve to be here. I don't know if Clayton's finding <laughs> happiness and joy. We're going to get to some clips with him a little bit later as well that I think uh, oh, no. prove the opposite. But now let's move on to the second clip. This is from the same Bachelor Happy Hour, guest Gabby Wendy. Here, Becca Kufrin is rendering her opinion on what Clayton is going through and on the entire Shanae of it all. Here we go. That's where I think not only my frustration lies, but I'm sure many of our viewers, and he's going to hear it about, he's going to hear it from the world this week. And I feel bad because I kind of know what's to come for him. But at this point, like you've had what? Eight women talk to you directly, telling you the situation, how she was behaving, what she said, what her actions were. Obviously not somebody that I'm assuming Clayton would want to be in a relationship with and like has as a future wife, but yet he still chose to keep her. It's still, again, unfortunate that she's gotten this far based upon everything she's saying and doing and just really, I think, like really working him over, really working the girls over, being very catty, very two-faced, pretending to be one way in front of them and then going and talking mad, mad shit in all of her interviews. A bunch of weird conflicting ideas in this from Becca Kufrin. It's Clayton has had the the time and opportunity and all these other players have been coming and tattling to him. He should know better than to keep Shanae around. And also, I'm frustrated she's made it this far. Made it this far in what? Falling in love? No, in a game. In the same sentences here, she's basically saying Clayton shouldn't want this as his future wife, that the love story is what matters. Then she's also pissed at Shanae for, in quotes, making it this far. This is a subtle admission that she views it as a game. And I think that this also is is a reference back to some players, in quotes, deserve to be here. 
that she sees the experience, the game of it, as a separate kind of thing from the love story, but that she recognizes both are true and that she's mad mm-hmm. Shanae is doing as well as she's doing or seemingly as well as she was doing up until the two-on-one in this, in quotes, game. It's really frustrating because it suggests that producers don't exist, that she was not coerced into keeping anyone and that, you know, anyone who was tattled on, she would have sent home immediately. I can't, I don't really remember her season very well at this point, but there were certain people on her season who lasted a long time. I'm looking at the list. Jordan Kimball, Lincoln Adim, Leo. I mean, yeah, she had some, some people in there with some questionable shit going on. Absolutely. <laughs> and I don't blame her. <laughs> no. And the thing that she is kind of like, I mean, she shits on Clayton, obviously, in these clips. He had enough time. He should have been able to kick her off. Why did he keep her around? But then she also talks about in prior clips, like we did Digging Deeper a couple weeks ago, where she was saying like the bullying in Bachelor Nation needs to stop. Then she gets on her podcast and literally turns the audience against Clayton by saying he's doing mm-hmm. this wrong. He's a piece of shit. He shouldn't have kept Shanae around as long. And, and yeah. like you're saying, we know that that's the producers. That's not even his choice. Yeah, with his blue shorts. <laughs> the blue shorts. So let's now move on to the third <laughs> clip from this Bachelor Happy Hour. This is the final clip. In this clip, Becca and Serena Pitt discuss Shanae's role at the upcoming Women Tell All. Here we go. All I got to say is after all this Shanae stuff, I cannot wait for Women Tell All because it is going to be probably the most heated Women Tell All we've ever seen. It's going to be going to be so good. Like I I'm a little bit scared. I'm not going to lie. Like I am worried for, for Shanae at Women Tell All after everything is said and done. She will not is- hear the end of it. The weird thing is, is I don't think Shanae's worried for Shanae. I think Shanae's just decided, you know what? I'm just going to lean into this until the day I die. Oh, gosh. I just... There's got to be some part, though, that, like, still cares about just being a kind human, right? She can't wait to watch this woman tell all because it's going to be the most heated one ever. It's going to be the Shanae show. But all of Shanae's antics were ridiculous and should have been cut and she shouldn't have been allowed to continue with her dramatic ITMs in the main game. Not to mention, some part of you should still want to be a kind human, right? She was engaged to a man who had some uh, very unkind posts on his Instagram, if you know what I'm saying. It's like she gets into this headspace where she's just like, I'm going to shit on this person, but I do have to promote the women tell all per Warner Brothers demands. So now I have mm-hmm. to do that. And Shanae's going to be there. So it's got to be this, but she is going to be getting all this hate. She just goes back and forth. And I, I don't think this is her fault either. Any of these company podcast people are really at the the whim of Warner Brothers. And I think they get caught in these traps where they're like, I want to say something true and use my acumen yeah. from my days as a lead or a player or whatever. But also, I know that I have to promote the upcoming Women to All or whatever. So they're constantly going back and forth of like, well, Clayton should have done this. But please be nice to Clayton, though. Everybody be nice. Don't do this. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, if you really think what Shanae did was so bad, boycott the Women Tell All. Say I'm not watching it if Shanae's there. Coof. Yeah, and delete your Instagram account and quit your job at Bachelor <laughs> Happy Hour. Obviously, none of that is going to happen. 
It's hard to play moral police. It really is. Totally. And the the company podcasts are getting really disjointed now because of this, I think. They are trying to lean into the morality police where it's like, this player is a bad person. And we're going to get to some clips later. Vile the Great, I mean, literally says, uh, I forget what he, he calls somebody. He's like, they're like low class people or something. I forget what he says. Ooh, something along sure. those lines. But there is this idea that the people who sit in the driver's seats of these company podcasts somehow have moral superiority or at least a a superiority of understanding of the show over most other players. And so they can issue these statements. He's doing it wrong. She shouldn't be on the show. They deserve to be on the show. But also, the women tell all's coming up, and it's going to be crazy—the most dramatic women tell all ever. Yeah, I see. Can't wait to see what Shanae does. They have to <laughs> still do their commercials for this shit. But those were the appetizers. Mm. Our first three clips from Bachelor Happy Hour. Good apps, Bachelor Happy Hour. That's right. We have five clips from Clickbait on February tenth, twenty twenty-two. The guest was Mara a great. And uh, I I don't know. Let's just start getting into these. In this first clip, oh god, we've got Tia asking Joe and Natasha to discuss the two-on-ones from their seasons and the roles that people play in the show. Now, just a, a refresher here. Clickbait, Grocery Store Joe, all of these people on this show are known for upholding the morality of the show. You have to come to paradise to be open and that's it. The show's only about you fall in love with the leader, you don't, and that's it. And they're always very serious about those subjects. So this clip seems to be a little out of character in my opinion. Here we go. Y'all remember who the two-on-ones were on y'all season? Uh, Yeah, yeah. well, I wasn't there um, (laughs) like everyone knows, but it was Jordan and... Jordan and um, chicken, chicken, David, Jordan chicken. and David. Who yeah, Jordan. Chicken? He dressed up like a chicken David. night one, but they were both um, <laughs> those two both went to paradise and that um, beef continued on. Um, oh, they both loved it. They, yeah. they ate it up. Yeah, they, they ate, ate it up for up. sure. Both of them played the one played the role of the aggressor. The other played the mm-hmm. role of the victim. And they just Jordan's funny. I don't give a damn. He entertained <clears throat> the hell out of me. I love that dude. So I guess it's only about you fall in love with the leader. You don't. And that's what the show's about. And that's it. Unless you entertain Tia Booth. And then it's OK. As long as you're you're entertaining to them. I mean, they loved talking about this. They loved it. They loved having that rivalry. And they took that beef all the way to paradise. It was great. What the fuck is going on, grocery store Joe? Yeah, and he was the chicken. The chicken was in the rivalry. We ate it up. Yum, yum, yum. Put some sauce on it. But he's essentially acknowledging here that players play roles. Potentially even that producers put them into those roles to build up rivalries, whatever, to take, as he as he put it, mm-hmm. the beef from that rivalry into paradise. He is aware of these things. So all of his posturing, every time he comes out and is like, the show is just about finding love and that's it. Anybody else on this show doing anything else needs to get kicked off and just get the fuck out of here. All of that is fake. It is all posturing. This is the real GSJ. He understands what's going on in the show. He finds it entertaining. He finds it funny even. I truly believe that when he gets on that moral high horse, that is completely fake. It is a complete act. Yeah, I mean, I think most people do enjoy watching the rivalries. 
I think we are coming to this show because of it. We like watching people fight. It's very entertaining. And especially when they are colorful characters like Jordan Kimball and, you know, who might have taken whatever turns he's taken. But this is why you can't be moral police on this show. It doesn't make any sense. You can be if you're a company player because you're you're protected. You know, it's Trumpian in some way where Trump's adherents, like he could contradict himself in the same sentence and they would just be like, whatever, everything he says is true. And you're like, but wait a minute, he's contradicting himself. Both of those things can't be true. Yes, they can. That is exactly what's happening on these company podcasts, I feel like. There are contradictions in tone, in idea. Constantly. And uh, no one seems to care. That's just how these these shows operate now. It just depends what mood they're in. (laughs) Yeah, depends on who you wind up being or what mood you wind up having. (laughs) Do you have your entertainment hat on or do you have your moral police cap on? <laughs> I need to work on my impression. No, it's perfect. <laughs> so now this next clip is Natasha Parker explaining the role of villains in our beloved game and why they're entertaining. Here we go. I do think, though, it is refreshing that the producers are showing all this, like, like manipulative stuff that she's saying because she's in the interviews. Yeah. Yeah. And some people like, Hey, you know, you want, like, I don't know if you guys watch superhero shows or movies, but like Loki, the, the superhero guy from Avengers, like I, I fuck with him. I like him. I like him a lot, but like some people like to root for the bad guy, you know, and they're Mm -hmm. showing it. And so I get, I get it, you know, like I get it. But if I were there, one of the girls, I would be very upset. Uh, Is Loki, who is that? He's Thor's brother. I think he's played by Tom Hiddleston. Isn't he evil? Uh, It's debatable. He's like selfish. And I'm only on the first Avengers movie. Yeah. He plays sometimes he's a bad guy, sometimes he's a good guy. He can kind of do both. But I thought this was an interesting clip as Natasha is essentially saying that she understands the role of the villain in the show. She gets it. People like to root for the bad guy. This is pro wrestling. She here is basically saying, without saying it, that she understands the show is fake, that it is pro wrestling, and that the show needs to manufacture villains so that people can have somebody to, in quotes, root for if they're rooting for the bad guy. And even GSJ is like, yeah, yeah. He's there listening to it, nodding along. I thought GSJ, the show was about you fall in love with the leader, you don't. But here he seems to be very aware of the fact that the villain is a necessary (laughs) component of the show as well. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who the villains were on Popeye's season. It's like Alea Benavides. Mm -hmm. Victoria Paul became a villain. When it was found out that she was lying about having known Alaya Benavides. Do you remember that? Yes. I remember her dropping bombs left and right. Yep. Did I root for those bombs? Maybe. Of course. That is the nature of the game. You're going to have to contend with a villain. If you're if you're in the game and you want to make a deep run in any season, you're going to have to either avoid the villain or go head to head with the villain. Whatever. You're going to have to deal with some villain creating drama in the house. That is a part of the game every season. Usually there are multiple. Mm -hmm. That is the role they play. Yeah, there's no season without a villain. There's always one. Michelle Young's season, I would argue, was a season pretty much without a villain. As soon as somebody showed villainous intent, they were gone. 
Yeah, what about Folder Man? Villain. Gone. Gone. Jamie Scar. Gone. Pizza Printer. Gone. As soon as they pop their head out of the villain hole. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they would have let Michelle's season go on where you have all of these ITMs of someone being like, I'm going to fucking trick Michelle. <laughs> yeah, I got tears. Ooh, I can't believe I yeah. got the rose. Everybody else is fucked. Got her. <laughs> they would not have done that. And they're trying to do it here with Shanae. I, I don't know. This season is is a little bit of a mess, I feel like. But let's move on to this next clip. In this next clip, we've got Mara a great initiating something very similar to the Sauce Wars. Let's take a listen. Here we go. Mara, I'm welcoming you. I'm welcoming you uh, on the podcast. The first uh, first episode I came for you on Twitter, and it was like uh, Mara with the marinara sauce needs to go home now. Oh, oh well, I have a pasta sauce, so I just can't have another person in Bachelor Nation coming for my brand. Um, but no, it was a joke, obviously. Um, honey, honey, she can amplify. Amplify. She can help amplify your brand. Honey. Hey, yeah. you're, you're, you're good at roasting. So oh, yeah, you you're good at roasting. So if you want to come for me, now's your chance. Yeah, it's about, it's about to be the battle of the sauces to me sounds like the first battle waged in the sauce wars. ABSS. Always be selling sauce. I always say. I love that he's like, I'm the only guy who can have sauce in The Bachelor, so you got to go home. I was just a joke. I was just doing a joke. It was just a joke. But it was such a good tweet. It was such a good tweet. I put out the best <laughs> tweets, and I got the best sauce, so you can't have sauce here. Okay. I just found this funny. That's all. This was a funny <laughs> clip for me, because it was like, we talk about the sauce wars, and here she's literally saying Battle of the Sauces. Mm-hmm. It's not called Battle of the Sauces. It is called Sauce Wars. That's canon. It is now. This next clip is one you do not want to miss. This clip has... I don't even know how to describe this. It's Mara. She's not talking about sauce here. She is fantasizing about having a company podcast. And she goes through the roster of who she'd like to be on her podcast. And then Natasha reveals... A very chilling truth, or I mean, it's one that we know, we talk about all the time, but she reveals it in plain English. So, are you ready for this clip? If you would like to hear that clip and our reaction to it, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash game of roses. Join us on the bottom of the pit and you'll get the rest of that clip and you'll get the rest of this episode, which is over an hour and 20 minutes long because we had 19 clips to get through. You're especially going to want to hear the uh, clips from the Vial Files that are fantastic this week. Just some of the finest Vial File clips we can possibly serve. And then, of course, we have one at the very end of the episode that is Deeny Baby's Unglert talking about where the line came from that he uttered to Rachel Lindsay on the live meeting that he had with her right before her season began when he told her, that he wanted to go black and never go back. So if you want to hear all of that, once again, just go to patreon.com slash Game Roses. Join us in the bottom of the pit. You're going to get the rest of this episode. You're going to get every other episode we've ever done for our Patreon. There's over 40 of them in there now. A bunch of Digging Deepers, a bunch of top 10 lists from various seasons after they end, a bunch of deep examinations of various components of the game, like producers, babies that different players have had, and all kinds of stuff. And you also get access to our live show that we do half an hour 
every Monday right before the main game airs where we break down what we're expecting to see from that game. And we also take questions from anybody who's in that live chat with us and try to answer them all to the best of our abilities. Also, you get access to our Discord in the Patreon, which then allows you to upload your own screams from the pit. And we play some of those at the end of This Week in Bachelor Nation every Friday. So once again, we hope that you will be joining us very soon in the bottom of the pit. It's the pit. You can get it in and dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit you want to eat up all these tasty tidbits. It's the pit. There's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in. It's the pit. You can get it in. Dig around in all this content It's the pit, come on, admit You wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits It's the pit, there's room enough to fit Everyone who wants to come in It's the pit Creams and serums are made of 70% water 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in... um body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix, just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. 
Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. (laughs) 